0: Welcome to The Art of Growth and our series on connection. And today we're talking a bit about the skills of connection and how to connect through all three centers. If you're new here, welcome. You can find out more about us at theartofgrowth.org or reach out to us if you have any questions. That's also the spot to take a free Enneagram test or instincts test to get a fuller picture of your personality type. We are also posting a lot more videos than normal on Instagram right now at just Art of Growth. Some of it being an elaboration on some of the things that came up in the series as we were talking, and some of it to cover what we were missing. So check us out on Instagram at just Art of Growth. And following this series, there will be a group coaching session. And if you go to our website under the group coaching page, you can get on the waitlist for when that goes on sale. But I didn't introduce myself, and I am Jim Zartman. And so today, my co-host, Joel Hubbard, and I are getting into skills of building connection. There's a quote I love from John O'Donohue, who's one of my favorite writers, that he says that real friendship is not manufactured or achieved by an act of the will. Friendship is always an act of recognition. So I love that. Real friendship is not manufactured or achieved by an act of the will. Friendship is always an act of recognition.
1: What do you think he means by that?
0: I think you look at someone and go, I think we could share some space together. I'm going to put this in a story form because I think there's an aspect of this which comes from the, the social instinct in me. But a lot of the friends I've had in my life for 20, 30 years, the first conversation with them, I knew, oh, there's something great here. Like I remember... The first conversation that we ever had, because I had had a lot of conversations with people when I was like in looking for what is our next step, and a lot of really bad conversations, frankly. Mm -hmm. And our first conversation was like two hours long. I think I was like walking through the grocery store, I was like in a bunch of different places, and I just remember going, huh? And I went back and immediately I said to Abby, "Uh, There's something different here. Like, there's something different about this guy. Like, I, It was a very good kind of connection. A couple of my closest friends here, even why I'm sitting in the studio as I met, it was a play group where um, we were literally at a restaurant and being that we've moved into new locations and had to like create new community a few times with with my family has, we were like looking for it and we're at a restaurant and we spot this couple and they have a daughter who's a little younger than ours and... So I was like, we're going to connect with them. It was like a decision to make. I was like, we're going to connect with them. We're going to look, I'm going to make them laugh. (laughs) I'm going to make them, I'm going to joke. I'm going to make them feel comfortable with us. And they were just happened to be in the same restaurant. And by the end, they were inviting us to their house the following week to this play group, which is how we met a lot of our initial friends here, including uh, my friend Ryan, which is the house we now live in. And the studio that where I'm now in is because of that relationship uh, a couple other relationships that are are close um, who have impacted even the start of this company, you know, with uh, mm-hmm. a friend who sat down yeah. with us, who it was someone who uh, we met at an author's event. And I was like, uh, for some reason, you, I, I want to know her. I want to be friends with her. And there was almost like this intuitive sense of like, when I met this person, I know I can journey with them. I recognize in them something that I have within myself that there's like a mutual shared thing. I feel like they can enhance my life. I feel like I can enhance their lives. This sense of I recognize some kind of mutual exchange that mm-hmm. is available here. Mm-hmm. And then I apply what we're going to talk about here that some of these skills to create connection. But I think it always starts as a recognition. And at least for me, it has so many times in my life where it's like, I just spotted early on. Mm-hmm. I know not everyone will relate to that kind of thing. I think that's some of that is kind of specific to the way I'm wired. But there's something about if I'm curious about someone, I at least test to see if that is there. And there's lots of people where I've been curious and I've had conversations and I've applied the, the skills of connection. It was kind of like, oh, you know, it was, it was a fine exchange, but... Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't going any deeper. Mm-hmm. And then other people, where I was like, "This is someone who, it really, I'm gonna, I'm connected to in life, mm. um, and have been now uh, for for
1: years and years." Yeah, I I mean, certainly we're all going to do that differently, but the recognition thing, I think, is beautiful. It's that you know, it's it's not the willfulness of trying to grasp at something uh, like a connection, like a relationship, but it's more yeah. of a uh, when we relax, we see. We see mm. differently, so the recognition mm-hmm. the the ability to see something that seems familiar well, mm. well what why what would be familiar well what's familiar is that we have a shared humanity we have a shared experience on this planet i mean we have there's a lot that's there that will go, oh, we have shared emotions mm. not about the same things, but we have shared we have these things um that are that are there, and I think when i'm In that place of being more relaxed, I do see myself recognizing things more and seeing, Mm. oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's less of a being against, you know, in terms of the sort of like when we talk about the stances um, as ways that people, you know, connect. There's like a less of a of of being against. I see people that are highly toward. There's less of a towardness. There's less of this like... You it's know? not of it's the toward isn't need based. It's not. It's not. It's yeah. It's a relaxed. Like hey. Yeah. 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 And withdrawn types, I see them leaning in a little bit more. It's not mm-hmm. as self-protected in that sense. Yeah. So we want to talk about this from the skills that create connection,
0: and we're always going to have the enneagram in the back of my mind. So we're going to look at this through like the three centers, because true connection is always going to be three centers based. And so we're going to talk about. You know, the vulnerability. Do you feel me? Is there a heart connection that is taking place here? The do you understand me? Like curiosity as fuel for a relationship and connection because I'm asking questions from a genuine place of wanting to understand who you are. And presence, body presence. Can you join me? Mm -hmm. Is there something that we can do together or Mm -hmm. can we share an experience? Yeah, Like the shared experience aspect. So I'd love to go, go through these because in the last episode, you mentioned about vulnerability uh, being a, a, an aspect of connecting to love. And so share a little bit about what you mean by that.
1: Yeah, so that's the, the heart center where we begin with that alignment around, you know, feeling shared feelings. There are feelings that we all will share, but not necessarily for the same reasons. And I think it's important that, you know, when we're talking about the heart center, most, most of the disconnection happens because we're not functioning from all three centers. We're functioning from one of the centers and we're trying to make things happen through that center. There has to be a vulnerability. There has to be an openness. Like if you're going to feel, mm. it's not just feeling someone else's feelings, it's feeling your own feelings as well. Mm. And if you do both, uh, that exposes a lot, <laughs> and so y- you might come across as too emotional, or you might come across—you know—people you, get uncomfortable sometimes when you uh, open up your own heart center, or you try to make a connection to their heart center. There's like a, a resistance to that, which I suggest that you know we do that carefully, and then when someone's not ready, you pull back. You realize, yeah. okay, connection is not going to happen at that at, the, at that point yeah. at that level. And that's okay, too. So there's a very pragmatic approach to this thing, I mm-hmm. think. And we have to be okay either way. Because if we're not, then that means we're grasping at connection as opposed to recognizing and allowing connection to to take place. And I think that if we start from, I'll say this, that is a little bit different than a, a rabbit trail here. But it's essential for us to, to act as if we're not disconnected. Because if we act as if we're disconnected, we then are grasping for connection which never works in relationship. Yeah. So if we're if we're already connected, then we're not angsty trying to grasp at things or pulling back away from people. We're learning to get into the dance with them. And this is always the difficulty because each of us march, marches to different rhythms and beats just by our personality. Yeah. And so we're off sync many times. And so that's part of what we're trying to do when we're making connection with people is how do I align, right? And, you know, how do I align my heart, my head, and my body with another heart, head, and body? Mm. So, you know, when we talk about heart center, we're saying, how can I feel what you're feeling? Or empathize, meaning I recognize that feeling. It's in, I've had that feeling, too. So, I can feel that right now alongside of you. Yeah, And... I find that people have a hard time with this because it goes immediately to interpretation. Well, I wouldn't feel that based on what you just described and you know, or they can't even feel because they're so guarded uh they're afraid to feel alongside of another person right, and so we start with empathy, like how do you move towards a person to be with them and so what I find is fewer words when I'm there, so I did this yesterday, I was with a group of people. And one shared, like, the struggle that, that she's going through with a, with a dad that's, that's, um, whose health is failing.
0: Mm. And
1: so the pain was enormous. Yeah. And so just paused to just, like, be, you know, I immediately wanted to go solutions or, like, reframe it, mm. you know, put it in a positive spin on it. Sure. You know, I wanted to go there to lift, lift her up. And so I slowed my role and just was, like, heart center right now. Yeah. I'm so sorry am with you. And it was like all of 5 10 seconds. Uh, I could feel my own heart waking up. And I could feel her just uh, dialing down uh-huh. like okay cuz she's felt supported in that pain as opposed to like someone's trying to solve it. <laughs> mm. Someone's trying to put a spin on it as you know, it's just like oh I get company now, right? Cuz we want company in the heart. Yes. The travel alone in our emotions is really difficult. (laughs) So company is very important in the heart center.
0: And I think it's important to say why we're starting in the heart center. We're talking about the heart center. We're talking about vulnerability. We're talking about, do you feel me? And it's vulnerable to even try to make a connection feels risky. Mm -hmm. It can feel risky when you try to connect with someone you've known for years and you haven't talked to in a while and be like, Uh, I would love to text them and just say, "Hey, what's up?" or call them, but uh, I, you know, it's been a while, so maybe I won't. And then, you know, we just let that pass and we ignore that internal bit of connection that we're actually having in that moment because it feels like risk. Yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of times when people hear my story about like meeting a couple in a thing and then like making friends with them, and that, oh, th- oh, sure, that's easy for you. No. I definitely feel the risk in that moment. Mm-hmm. I, it definitely feels vulnerable mm-hmm. to do that. And there are times where I've done that and it's just not reciprocated at all. Yeah. But my starting point is not to believe that I need to create connection. My starting point is the belief that we are all connected. And so I am just increasing the strength of this particular connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, it is vulnerable. Yes, there is a risk involved, but how deep is that risk? How much risk is there really there? You know, what are you really risking if you try to reach out to someone? Yeah. What are you really risking to text a friend you haven't talked to in a while and say what's up? What's the actual downside? So that's what I want actually everyone to do. Try and think of someone that you haven't connected to in a while that you'd like to and just send them a message. Just say, Hey, what's up? This is make a little bid for connection. Yep. It may feel vulnerable, but do it right now. I don't care. Wherever you are listening right now, just shoot a friend a text, maybe a couple friends, and say, Hey, how are you doing? I was just thinking about you. Hey, you just popped into my head. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. It can be it can be as nonchalant as that. And sometimes I just do that. I'll just randomly text someone like Hey, I was just thinking about you. Hey, you just came to mind. Or, hey, I saw some post you did and I really wanted to see how that was for you. Those little bids for connection, they do make a difference. It makes someone feel like, oh, hey, someone thought about me. Mm -hmm. And it's not that there is no risk. But I would say that the risk that we perceive is always inflated more than the actual risk that is going on there. Again, remember that protection connection thing that's going to happen and then choose connection. And just the the act of extending your hand, extending your voice, extending anything and saying hi, there's a lot of value in that. And I used to be a lot more scared of it. And I used to be really concerned about people's response to it. And then for some reason, it dawned on me one day, when I'm sitting there and I shake someone's hand and I'm wondering what they think of me, or if I'm coming across in a particular way, they're wondering the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to do that. I can just focus on them. And it was so freeing mm-hmm. to not be going, well, what are they going of do? How am I coming across? Do I need to do this? Do I need to adjust this? How am I standing? How, am I, how are you? Like mm-hmm. genuinely, how are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that stuff recedes the background, the voices of that get so much
1: quieter. Yeah. As I'm strengthening this connection and the risk diminishes. A lot of people have also the sort of outcome based kind of thing going where it's like, I'm going to make a bid for connection or I'm going to say something like, How are you? I'm going to check in with somebody. So you might be thinking of this right now as you're sending out a text to somebody like, Hey, how's it going? What's happening? Is that you have an outcome in your mind. We all do. We're all playing the, we're always playing this. We're all gamblers in life. So we're always like, what's the odds? What's going to happen here? If I do this, what's going to happen? So we're playing a game of cards and we're we're doing our best at trying to game the system. If you understand that what you're doing is that, you can ask yourself, what am I trying to get out of this? What's the outcome? Well, I, I, I don't want them to hate me or I want them to like me or I'm, you know, I'm, I hope that they reach back out and they say, thank you so much. That meant so much to me. I hope they... There's all sorts of things that we hope. And being able to see them and name them at least puts them out there. And then you can say, okay, what if that doesn't happen? What if none of those things happen? And then you move towards the value that you carry, the value for yourself. What are your values? Uh, Do you believe that being a person who walks with a more open kind of heart towards the world of, yeah, I know we're all insecure here, but I'm going to act like, you know, differently. And I'm going to reach out as a bid, as, a, as, as an extension of love to you. Just yeah. like, here it is. It's a gift. If you walk in that and through those values, then it's not so much about like, what's the return on this? It's more of, this is good for me. And it's good for me to live this way. Because in my doing that, my own heart feels good, Right. I'm acting as if I'm already connected. I'm acting as if there is no separation, no yeah. disconnection in the world. And when you do so, you, you you tend to create more of that, which is what you're trying to put out into the world. And it's reciprocal. It comes right back to you. Uh, so, I think that that's part of the problem is we live too much in this transactional things. Like, if I do this, then... Maybe this will come to me, and, and yeah. just being able to name that, like that's what's happening. And if you're not ready to do it, don't do it. <laughs> you know, if you're like I'm, too outcome based, I've got I can't I can't shift into that other part of the brain, which is more value based and more around. I want to live from a place of already connected and put more of that into the world. Well, then yeah, that's good to know too. You know? Yeah. So this first part, this this vulnerability is such a important
0: part of establishing connection. You know, what are you interested in? Can you? go along with some people who are interested in similar things and put yourself out there in those environments like i think when you're seeking connection again this can't be withdrawn and i am a strong believer that the best connections they do need in real life in person time they cannot only happen virtually some some virtual things are are good you know to a certain extent they can be a really powerful place but as far as that long-term sustainability, like, I want to f- I want feel what it's like to be in the room with this person. Mm-hmm. And we've said that with people we've worked with, been like, yeah, it's an interesting idea of, mm-hmm. like, connecting with this person. Like, let's get them out here. Let's be in the room with them so we can get a better feel for who this person is. There's something about showing up in a place where people are doing something, going along with them, and having conversations that are a necessary part of, do you feel me?
1: Yeah. Can well, I you've miss- n- named a couple things there that's moved to the other two centers. You've, you know, even in the in the physical domain of like being near a person physically. Mm-hmm. Proximity, yeah. Is that there's definitely more of a body connection there. Yeah. You know, you even talked about shaking hands, and I think that that's a body mm-hmm. connection. Uh, hugging somebody is a body connection. Yeah. There's something that happens at that sort of level of, are we in sync? Are we lining up? Mm-hmm. Our hearts are expressing themselves through our body. So there's a lot there around connection. Uh, mm-hmm. That happens through all three. Uh, but you'd also mentioned just before then about, you know, interested in the same things, you know, see if we can, <laughs> we can discover that. And that's very much the head center part of the connection.
0: Yeah. So this head center of like, well, do you understand me? Yeah. I deeply believe that curiosity is the fuel of relationship. You never know really what someone else experiences. Uh, the experience of their life is like. No idea. So we've done 210 podcasts together of just this podcast, not to mention the the former one. There's like thousands of hours outside of that. When I sit in here and we're doing a podcast, and I ask you a question, I don't actually have any idea how you're going to answer in that moment because you you're probably going to create something new. Mm-mm. You're going to come up with an idea. Sometimes I think if I get a good enough question, it's going to bring something out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. new and that's unexpected. That's form
1: of manipulation.
0: <laughs> Benevolent. Benevolent manipulation. manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like let me draw yeah. something out of you. Yeah. So I think curiosity is uh, a place where it's. I am actually reaching out and I'm pulling something from this person that they may not even know is within themselves. Yeah. Or they get to be honored to bring forward. I tell this to couples all the time. You know, I have great news for you. You'll never understand each other. That's why it's still interesting. You know, because when people first meet or they're first interested in each other, they like, they stay up late talking and they ask, they're asking all these questions. What was your experience like? And what was your experience like? And how do you, how do you feel about this? And what do you think about that? Questions and questions and exchanges. And it's a beautiful exchange Mm -hmm. that is a heart thing, but it's also a head thing. It's a lot of friendships are that way too. Mm -hmm. You, you have this exchange in the friendship of like, oh, I see it that way too. And this, and And you go back and forth. And that's an amazing thing. But there's never really a point with anyone that you really can predict it, what they experienced, what they said. All you have to do is talk to any family where there's several kids in the same family who had the exact same family vacation and experienced wildly different things. Mm -hmm. And that's why that family is still talking about that vacation 20 years later. Mm -hmm. And they're arguing at Thanksgiving dinner when they're in their fifties about a trip they all took together when they were in their teens.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, You're still talking about it because you're still curious about the other person's experience. So like, this is such an amazing tool. There's, um, somebody wrote that it's like the 236 questions to fall in love or whatever. It's like, it's questions that pull, out of someone the way they think and the way they feel and sometimes i ask my daughter these questions because i'll be like i wonder i wonder how my 10-year-old will respond mm-hmm, to these mm-hmm. these kinds of questions because i think curiosity is such an important part
1: of what fuels relationship because it's it's a bid for understanding so a couple things about understanding is it's different than agreement and mm. i think that for really good the space of, of the head center, what we're not looking for is the same thing we're looking for in the heart center. the heart center, we're looking for companionship, as I said, alongsideness, a togetherness in the emotion. So, I'm with you in the suffering. So, compassion meaning I'm with you in the suffering. I'm with you in the pain. Mm. It's it's I'm alongside. With the head center, the way we do the alongsideness is not agreement, which can feel like a separation when there's disagreement. But if we're at our best in the head center, what we're doing is we're saying, I don't need to agree with you. And surprisingly, you don't need me to agree with you. What you need is actually me to understand to the degree that I can reframe what you've said. Mm. Some people say, well, you know, that's impossible to always understand. Yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's near. It's, it is so difficult because someone's worldview, their way of seeing things is so different than yours that you're having a hard time gaining any sort of traction there. It's yeah. like, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. But the effort at trying to understand the curiosity that you mentioned um, is critical. It's like, I'm trying yeah. to understand where you're coming from. Now, here's the funny thing about that, according to Dr. John Gottman, is some of the marriages that have sustained decades decades and decades are not the ones where they agreed or saw eye to eye on everything in fact in many cases they've interviewed it was really hilarious it was one older gentleman he's like ah she's crazy he's talking about his <laughs> wife it's like so he's interviewing him was like about Here. his marriage and his sustainable you know the sustainability of the marriage how, you know how did it manage to survive all these decades well he's you know he's just like "Ah, we don't always agree on everything and I think she's crazy. And and then when he interviews her, she's like, "Oh yeah," and he thinks he's right all the time. All the time. Yeah. So I just let him think he's right. You know, and it's <laughs> it's so interesting about that alongside of it being, you know, hilarious is they were okay not mm. agreeing, not Correct. understanding all the time. They were okay with it. Like, that's just crazy thinking. But where we suggest the connection can take place is in the effort through curiosity to understand uh, the other person's way of seeing the world and to be able to actually reframe it, to say, does this sound like you when I say it this way? Is that is that mm-hmm. how you would say it? And I've been practicing this quite a bit with people, and it's funny how many times I'll get it right, other times completely wrong. It's like, mm. you completely misunderstood what I just said. So it's like, <laughs> okay, attempt two, here we go, you know, right. and... Uh, but the effort is so worth it because yes, that's where the connection can take place. And I think the other person feels the effort. They do. I think yeah. they feel like, yeah. oh, well, you're trying to you understand. Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's like you completely missed. No, that's not at all what I was saying. Okay, well then, help me understand it. Like, let me yeah. let get into this. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is a real exchange. Yeah, we're seeing radically different things. Yeah, and isn't that interesting?
1: you know there is even so not to jump to the body immediately but just as a way of saying these are inextricably connected between head heart and body but there's a way that sometimes the yeah, i'll be I'll be playing racquetball with some friends and then we'll stop and then there'll be something that is that is said and there'll be a little bit more meaning it's not just a joke about mm-hmm. the game or you know just something lighthearted there's something like you know struggling with Uh, sleep. I'm having a hard patch. I'm, you know, not not sleeping Mm. well, uh, stress out of my mind, you know, that kind of thing. So, it's like, oh. So, in that moment, I recognize, like, my body, (laughs) my body may not be conveying that I'm interested. So, how do I turn towards that person in that moment? Because it is a bid, as you mentioned, there's bids for connection we're making all the time. I'm convinced of that, that that's happening all the time. Everywhere. So I'm at the gym and someone says this to me, I feel like that's a bid for connection. So I used to not tune into that. Now I'm, I've been practicing this for a good good while now. and It's just like stop and tune in and still the body. And, you, you know, I'm, my mm-hmm. body's going quite rapid when we're playing this game. You know, it's, it's a lot of fast movement yeah. and the heart is racing. And then, you know, sometimes we'll stop and they'll be like and like, man, I'm not hitting my shots. What's going on? I'm just exhausted. I haven't been sleeping. What's happening? Oh, just stressed because of this, because of that, you know, and then the story starts. And when I just turn and listen and really just silence my body, like still in complete attention to this person, I can feel the energy change between myself and that person. There's a shift. Hmm. And they can start to share. And I'm listening. Then when I say something, I say, yeah, yeah, that's, I can see why that would be, you know, are you able to say no sometimes and maybe not take on so much responsibility? Or does that feel like that's an impossibility for you? Mm. So I'm not, I'm not solving their problem. I'm alongside with them, uh, trying to understand what are the what's the tension for you? What's the difficulty in saying no? You're carrying so much responsibility; it's keeping you up at night. You can't sleep because you got all this anxiety. What is happening? For and you? I'm not assuming I know. And no, that I, no. I mean it as a
0: question. Like I don't know, right? Yeah. And so when I'm asking you a question, could it be this or this? Like I'm actually asking that. Yeah. And, like be careful of the assumption. Like oh, I know what's really going on. That's why I'm asking this question. Like no, you're you're genuinely asking him. Yeah. Is it because of
1: this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's fine at that point. Sometimes it's like the proper turn now is for me to make some kind of stupid joke, you know, yes. or like to to be like, well, <laughs> suck it up, buttercup, you know, let's go. <laughs> you know, and then he's just— like, it breaks the tension. And it breaks the tension. Right? He yeah. laughs, right? Because I know he felt heard. Yes. Because I asked a couple questions around that to understand. And it was like, gotcha. Okay. That makes really sense. Good. Yeah. Um, so I think, again, center is not about agreement. It's not about seeing eye to eye on everything. People might be looking for a solution occasionally. They might be looking for the answer. Yeah. But you know what they actually need? They need connection just like you. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was a bid for connection. Yeah. And asking
0: a great question that actually is genuinely curious yeah. instead of assumptive about it, like, opens more of a door for connection. Yeah. Like, oh, this person actually wants to know. Yeah. They actually want to know my thoughts on it. And you know what? I don't I haven't even asked myself that question. That's a good question. Yeah. I have so many times where people just be like, ooh, that's a good question. I haven't really thought about that. Yeah. When I hear that, I just feel like I did the right thing. Yes. I there's such an internal sense for me that I'm in the right place at the right time with the right thing when they say, Ooh, that's a really good question. Let me think about that. Oh. Well, it kind of feels like this to me, and then I ask yeah. a follow up and a follow up. It's so great because so many of us have an anxiety about needing an answer, needing to produce an answer, that we don't spend nearly enough time just asking them questions. Mm-hmm. And I love this story because it was a literally changed my life. So I was like twenty seven. I had started this new job, and I was. I've always collected voices that were like mentors and like people who I'm always seeking wise voices. I always have. And so I, there was a bunch of different older men in this organization that I went to lunch with or had coffee with. And I was trying to get a feel for who some of these people were. And there's this one guy where I asked him to lunch and I was like, I want to ask him some questions about life. I just want to like kind of see what he thinks about all this. And I started asking him questions and he just started asking me questions and he asked me questions and questions and questions to where I came up with the answer myself. Mm. I said it. And literally for the next week, I was obsessed thinking about that conversation being like, how did he do that? Mm-hmm. How did he do that? Yeah. How did he know what questions to ask? How did he ask questions that got me to my own answer? Yeah. And I later found out he had trained as a therapist and stuff like that when he's younger. But he was so good at asking questions that it became an obsession of my life from that point on. From for like, you know, like the last nearly 20 years now where I'm always thinking like the right question is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes from genuine curiosity, assuming when I'm talking to someone and I do this with clients all the time, I assume that you are actually the greatest expert on you. So, how can I ask questions that you reveal you you to yourself? There is something that is so connective about I am actually helping you individuate in our connection. I'm helping you know yourself more. Mm -hmm. I'm helping you get more in touch with your own voice. And genuine curiosity in relationship connection does that, I think, in an incredibly powerful
1: way. Yeah, and even if I'm not trying to help you because I'm not in a role of, like, being a coach, I'm more in a role of being, like, just a a friend. Supportive friend, Um, yeah. It's asking questions that are, how do you see that? And what are some things that you have tried? What has worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? Yeah. And by doing so, then, I am alongside of, I'm not, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, we're not, I'm not above or below. Right. I'm just there with you. I remember saying, so a couple of days ago I said this to a few guys who were talking about something, struggle with sleep. And I I said, well, I know what the answer is. I just don't do it. And everybody laughed. Yeah. And there was an instant, like, totally with you, right? Because it's like, okay, this perhaps will lead us into the body piece because there's, like, action that... Either connects or disconnects, and my admitting that, oh, I'm like you. There's a lot of things I know I should mm. be doing, I just don't do them. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay, you're with me, right? Yeah. Where that—that's something about that, which I think comedians do brilliantly. It's sort of like a, you know making fun of a lot of things, and then they make fun of themselves, and yep. that's the biggest punch in the joke. It's like at first it's like a lot of laughter around. And then it's like right back to the self and humor. And it's like perfect, right? Because that completely brings it down to we're all in this. And that's one of the things that I struggle with about sort of religious institutions is that it doesn't allow for that or political institutions. Any any institutions actually, they don't allow for that. Like you can't, you you know, you're at the top. You have to have that perfect image. Mm. And yet that is exactly what prevents us from feeling that sort of withness, that connection with people. And I think that that's a big part of it is like, how do you move now towards both alignment with people around the body um, center? Yes. So in talking
0: about the body types, I this is how I imagine describing it. I think that heart connection is very much the face-to-face.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think head connection is back-to-back Because you're seeing out into the world in different directions. Mm -hmm. And you're asking the other person of the perception. And I think of body spaces like side by side. Like, can you join me? Can we accomplish something together? Can Mm -hmm. we do something together? And there is something so powerful about doing something alongside someone that connects you. Do you have experiences where you go, the reason we connected is because we did something together?
1: I would say probably extreme stuff. Sure, like buddy of mine, we used to ski and we did night skiing, and it was very. Uh, it was on a mountain that had very little lighting on it, and we we're both pretty freaked out. So you survived. You could not together. see the dips. <laughs> you could not see. You're like, is that a shadow? I'm not sure. Is that a dip? I can't tell. And it's really icy at that point because the the snow has melted and turned, you know, kind of frozen. Melted during the day, froze at night. And so we're at night skiing and it's just, yeah. you can't cut in. You're just right. like sliding. And uh, and we would do that. And then at the end of that, there was like, I really felt connected. It was a real, like, we both shared something that yeah. was pretty terrifying. We're both laughing about it. So I do think in extreme conditions, I do feel that. But, well, we, let me yeah, poke at a couple of things. So yeah. you connect with people
0: just because you're in the same context of playing racquetball with them. So there's there's connections that have been made because of that. There's even a client that we have worked with their whole team because you did something where you had uh, you came in the same place. Yeah. You did something side by side and that led to more things that were side by side action that was taken.
1: Yeah, and I would describe that as sort of like and I don't know if this fits into the body, but I would describe that as there's settings that are, that are conducive and there's settings that are not for connection. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the gym that I attend is definitely conducive to connection yeah. if you're going to walk in that direction. Because you're both, because yes, you're absolutely right. There's space there and you're all working out. But then the workout becomes sort of like it's a safety mechanism to connection. Totally. It's like we need something besides just like, hey, we're here to make connection. So let's do connection. Right. Uh, so we're lifting weights. We're, you know, but a lot of the times I see these guys, we're just walking around. And most of the time, it's it's jibber jabber, as opposed to actually working out. Because for sure, it becomes again the safety mechanism through which connection can take place. So I th- I think you are right about that. Uh, it, there is something about the fact that we're doing something together that allows for connection to take place. Because sometimes you connect with someone deeply,
0: and yeah. then you choose to do something together. Yeah, like hey, let's take this trip together. Let's go on this adventure together. Because there were several people who did a triathlon. Uh, a few years ago, just because I was like, I want to do this and I need people to do it with me. And so they would like run with me or bike with me and do all this different stuff. It was, so sometimes it was the connection between us that allowed us to do something together and sometimes doing something together led to connection.
1: But I would say that there are probably two, two, maybe more experiences, but two experiences that come to mind. One is that there are types, I was talking to a type nine who said, you know, I'd rather work a project, like building something together with somebody, mm-hmm. without many words exchanged, that feels like connection sure. to me. Whereas for me, that would be the context through which I can have... right. Yeah, so like, it's a bit different. But, regardless, both people are feeling
0: connection in that activity. It's just you want more dialogue and interaction... Yeah, that's the way I would get ...to it. create it yeah, yeah. while doing the thing. Yeah. And... They are content with doing the thing, Yep, which is totally fine. I mean, I I say this as we are creating a podcast right now that is going to go out listening to lots of people because the exchange we're having is now an action that is productive in some way, pointing to something. Yeah. And so that's just another example of like
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good observation. Yeah. So
0: I think there's a lot of times we realize, like, oh, well, we there is an action that's actually taking place. I think that's why the imagery of the side by side is useful because it doesn't matter what is being accomplished, but it's like we are heading in a in a direction together.
1: Do you think there is like a syncing up of physical movement or as a means to connection too? Do you think that there's like some kind of, you I think know, there's
0: something about a shared physical experience. Okay. Like a a shared experience with someone like you know, why is there such incredible camaraderie in you know, like a SEAL team that mm-hmm. makes it through mm-hmm. together? Mm-hmm. Because they are doing something really hard as a group mm-hmm. and it bonds them at a at a deep, profound level, mm-hmm. so does a sports team. You know, they they bond on a deep level because they have to have incredible trust in each other. That when I call this play and I launch this ball, that you're going to be there. Oh yeah, that's a big. So
1: that's a big thing. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a that
0: is a huge yeah. connection of like we are heading in the same direction. Yeah. But there has to be a lot of dialogue and questions in order to get to that place. There has to be trust that's established in order to accomplish that well, I think that's that such goal. a
1: great illustration. I think that's a perfect illustration. You you have the teams that lose that. Like, they can't sync up. Mm-hmm. Practice went brilliantly. Why in this game right now, there's an offness to our connection where mm. we're not able to read one another well. And then at other times, it's like, like everything is clicking. I love
0: watching people who are great at things like i've never been much of a sports fan but i remember watching certain basketball clubs where it was like are they all reading each other's mind And like this player goes here and he whips it around his back and that guy suddenly appears and then he looks the other way and then throws the ball and this guy like lays the ball up you're like how did they they must have done that they built some trust into doing that but like my buddy ryan and i we would go out and we'd surf And you don't talk when you're surfing, like you're in different parts of the ocean, you can sort of spot the person, but then you go to lunch afterwards and you talk about the experience that you both had. And there's something in like describing an experience you had, which is even when people get together who have a similar interest in a hobby or something like that. So you may be 70, you may be like 90 years old in a retirement home and you meet someone who used to play racquetball too. And you guys are going back and forth with racquetball stories about a shared experience that you had, a thing that you did. And that gives a sense of camaraderie. Oh, we both have had a similar experience. We both did this thing. We both have had this past experience in common. And there's something that is bonding about that, that it creates a context of connection.
1: Yeah, I would say that that is a little bit more of like head reflection on what was experienced. Mm -hmm. But when you get to like body connection, you know this is true as a musician, that like your experiences around improv like oh yeah you know there is no you're not playing a song and you're just jamming you're playing together and you know those those moments where somehow you all know mm. where you're going this is the way I actually used to lead bands back when that
0: was my world and the best band that I played in this group we spent a lot of time together we went out to dinner together every week and Whenever we would have a rehearsal, we'd be doing a song. There was no arrangement that I brought. I wouldn't tell people what to play. I'd be like, hey, let's go looking for it together, guys. Like, that's how I would start every rehearsal. Let's go look for this together. And so we knew we had a click track. So we knew what the timing it was in. Mm -hmm. So it's like we knew roughly the song. But then we would go looking for, like, the different ways we could accent it or change it or switch up this chord change or, like, push into this or... How are we going to change the dynamics of the low frequencies and the high frequencies? Like We just all go looking for it together. And that's what's really cool to me about the body space is it's very much the co-creation of a thing.
1: It's at a body, gut, intuitive level. When you're able to know, there's like an internal sense of we are reading each other. We are completely in sync. Mm -hmm. There's such a tightness to it. Yep. And I loved it as a band member. I would I played drums, and uh, there was this guy, Cl- his name was Click. What a great name, Click, and he played <laughs> bass. And he knew how to play bass. Yeah. And he loved the improv, he loved all that. So he would just like start in doom, 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 doom. And then I'd join in and start playing, and he's like, all right. He'd smile, and he'd look over at me, he's like, all right, you're in the pocket. You're right. in the pocket. I got you. So then we'd start playing and other instrumentalists would join. And I remember that time where we were all doing this together and we were moving In it was like birds. Like I said, it's like birds just turning and mm-hmm. it seems like there's no communication going on. It's just instantaneous. Yeah. And there was that feel to the music as we we're moving, we would change. We would change keys. We would, you know, even change Change the rhythm, the dynamics. But it was instantaneous. Mm -hmm. And as a head type, I'm like, what is that? That's freaking awesome. Like, I love this. This is so fun. How could we do this all the time? Because it doesn't happen all the time. No. And for me, that feels very body. Because there's no thought. There's no thought. And I'm not really in the emotions as much. It's just more of like I'm deeply... In this rhythm, movement...
0: I was a teenager the first time I experienced that, and this drummer who always knew where I was going, and I asked him one day, I was like, how do you always know? Because you respond on a night. I don't have to give you a signal at all. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you are giving me signals. He goes, when you do this with the head of the guitar... When you move like this, when you bounce like this, you're building. So he's telling me, he's like, here's all the signals that you that do. That I'm
1: picking up. He's picking up through that, the body. that I,
0: yeah. I'm watching your body do. That's how I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just watch yeah. you. Yeah. And so for the rest of my life then, I took what he told me as it's, I was like 16, 17, um, what he told me, and I tell my teams, a team I've never played with, how to read my body. Mm. So they always know where I'm going to. Yeah. And so then they learn those signals. And then they feel pretty silly when they're, like, not paying attention. And they're kind of, like, off in their own world because, like, no, no, we're doing this together. You got to watch,
1: and I'm watching you. So that's a good segue to, like, what are some ways that you position your body as a means to connection? Because it's, you know, we've talked about the heart, we've talked about the head and what it does for that. What does the body do? This is a really good question. I think I'll
0: actually do a series on Instagram around body language because it would be hard to do on the podcast. But there was distinct moments where learning about how body language communicates Mm. radically changed uh, the way I showed up in certain situations because I didn't realize how I was coming across and so changing intentionally some of my body language got me a different result Mm -hmm. in different environments so yeah I'll do that I'll put put a series on Instagram about certain things I learned in, in the body language, some basics around that but I think that's a fascinating study is, do you actually realizing what your body language is communicating?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you want to be presenting yourself? Because even if you change your body language, you change the way you feel emotionally mm. and yeah, that's right. how other people can receive from you. Yeah. There's a certain openness or a certain closeness. I saw a parrot talking to this kid and this kid was like, they were like asking their kid if they're listening and the kid's like, yeah, I'm listening, but they're like looking away yeah. doing their own thing, yeah, 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 and they yeah. grab him. They're like, listen Turn with your, my, your face. face. Yeah. <laughs> listen with your face. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I was like, that's so great. Um, because there is something about like listening with your face and with your yeah. body, yeah. and is my body positioned in a way that it like wants to connect? Versus if you're trying to talk to someone, their feet are pointed the opposite way. Oh, like, they are yeah. trying to get away from
1: you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was just going to gonna use that illustration because that happened yesterday or the day before, where Patty's wanting to talk to me about something, and I'm just like, you noticed your body I'm was like, mo- <laughs> yeah, my t- body's turned, <laughs> it, totally, totally. No, that's exactly yeah. what happened, and I and I thought. All right, body alignment, right, to the other person. So I turned my body and faced her. But like you said, it changes how you feel. Mm -hmm. And it changes even how you, it can change how you think as well. But it Mm -hmm. can definitely make a difference of, okay, you're feeling like right now you don't want to be talking about this subject because it's not a most interesting subject. And uh, you've got other things that are on your mind that you're working on right now that you want to go back to. So you've got concerns about that. So now move your body and see what and, and see what happens. So now now it's like I can't solve the the emotions. I can't fix those right now. Right. But I can fix the body. So I move the body in the direction, you mm-hmm. know, face her, calm my body, because I can feel my body, and that's where the anxiety comes through. It's the sort of like fidgetiness. Yeah. You know, tapping of the foot, tapping fingers, you know, doing that. So just like still the body, face her, listen. And then just be like, respond. And and then when it's time to go, you can say it. But just that shifting of my body definitely made a difference of even how I felt dispositionally internally. Yeah. We had a rule that uh, sh-
0: has shown up throughout our whole marriage, but it got applied the most like the first year. That any time that we were in conflict, if we were discussing a conflict, we were physically touching in mm-hmm. some way. Mm-hmm. So we were holding hands. We'd have our arm around each other. Some some physical connection was made during the conflict because it sure de-escalates the body. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to be defensive when you're making a connection. Mm -hmm. And so making a physical connection between us immediately told our nervous systems that we are trying to solve this together. We are not trying to oppose each other. Mm -hmm. And so it, it came up a lot, I remember the first year. And then over the years still, it's just being like, hey, this needs to be a like a sit down and touch conversation. Yeah. Um, or we need to like go on a walk and hold hands and have a conversation. Because sometimes you need to get out of your physical environment that you're used to being in if you're actually going to be able to have any kind of emotional breakthrough together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's very hard to do that in the most familiar place. So sometimes you can, sometimes you actually need to get out of your physical environment in order to have different possibilities Mm -hmm. come to mind. But I think that happens a lot through the body.
1: Yeah. And in connection with other people, it's, they have an experience as well with their body and how it's communicating to you. Uh, So, you know, some people, for them, connection happens or they feel more connected and open to connection when they're sitting side by side. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's more face to face, Mm -hmm. as as you had already mentioned. And, and, some people, it's like really physical. It's like hugs, yeah. squeezes, you know, that kind of thing. And then other people, it's like, please, no, I don't want any of that. <laughs> uh, so it's just ac- actually recognizing like your body might be seeking that physical uh, connection. Yeah. But another person for them, that doesn't help them. Yeah. Uh, and so recognizing like just because you have a need for that. Uh, doesn't mean the other person does, and it may not help for that that connection to take place. Mm. Um, and so, you know, we kind of started having a rule around like, this is when we're pastoring, is to, you know, if you start to get to know somebody, it's like, can I give you a hug? As opposed to just doing that. And yeah. you started learning some people really didn't want hugs and didn't, that wasn't yeah. the way they felt. So at that point, it was like, a handshake's fine may not be satisfying to you, but it's fine to them. So again, it's acting as if you're already connected as opposed to grasping at connection even through the body.
0: Yeah, which is one of those things that I said at the beginning I want to reiterate is that I deeply believe we are already connected and all I'm doing is trying to take the best, most respectful honoring of where you are not to create connection, but to strengthen it, Mm -hmm. to deepen it, to value it, to demonstrate my value for our connection. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like I'm in a pretty good place.
1: And then finally, to, to sort of like r- uh, wrap it up towards action, taking action together, I think that one of the things that's helpful for moving towards connection is also agreed upon action, mm-hmm. you know, between you and another person. we want We need to have the empathy. We need to start, at least have that be in there if it's not the first thing you start with. Head, understanding, not necessarily agreement. And then finally, it's all it's what steps are we taking that we're taking together? What is the alignment there for us? You know, it may not be the exact same steps that both of us are gonna take, but it's an agreed upon here's the trajectory, here's where we're going, and here's how we're gonna do that. So You know, my steps are going to be this alongside of your steps. I think it's so important for a family, uh, for, for friends, for a social group, for anything you're part of is having these agreed upon. This is how we move forward together, even if we don't necessarily agree on that.
0: Yeah, I think that's really good. The starting point is going to be a vulnerable bid for connection in some way. And we deepen our connection when we are deeply curious about each other, our experiences, our viewpoints. It takes away from the assumptive. It takes away from the barrier. It takes away from the protective nature. And then to align on, you know, we are actually in this together. Like the body is the part that knows that we are in this together. We are in this process together, in this life together. Whether we are cooking a meal together or taking a walk or driving in the car somewhere. It doesn't matter. We're in this life together. And then when you have those different elements, you are increasing connections like vulnerability, curiosity, presence. Mm. Vulnerability, curiosity, presence. Going through that movement, allowing that dance to take place, deepens and creates the connection with the people you've known your whole life and the person you haven't even met yet, that is going to be a significant part of your life. Mm. It's all there.
1: Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's just as simple as like in the body, just how do we do this thing that we've agreed upon that is helpful to us? This new direction we want to take this, even as simple as like, we got to fix this thing that's broken in the house mm-hmm. or relationally or whatever it is. Okay. So you have that conversation. And then there's agreement and alignment on this is the action we think we should take together Mm -hmm. and when you do it through the body it may not be your preference for some of you it's definitely your 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 thing like you're always looking for alignment around action but for head or heart types that may not be the first thing they go to Uh, but what you'll notice is if you do as a heart type or as a head type you move towards action and aligned action with another person that strangely enough, there is connection that takes place. It's like, oh, that felt really. We had to fix a leak yeah. that was in our house, and we both were able to align surprisingly align mm-hmm. around around the actions. We knew what we had to do, and we had different opinions of how to do it. Right, and we worked through that, and then it was like, okay, so, so you worked this through is the, the
0: agenda. To get through the alignment, yeah, that's to get an to important the part. Yeah, I just want
1: to highlight is because
0: a lot of times when it comes to the alignment, it's someone is like, "I want you to align with me."
1: Oh, that's a good point to make. That's yes. agenda. Yes. Yeah, 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 That's
0: not alignment. Yeah. yeah, you have to deal with your agenda to come together. Alignment is a shared experience. It's, sh- it's
1: shared, hundred percent. That's very good. That's a very, very good framing for that because we did. We had to break. We had to work through our disagreement on, on how to fix the the issue. Right. Okay. Once we got there, then there was, okay, we can both align around this is the action step that needs to be taken. And we did. And we took the action steps and it worked really well. Mm-hmm. And um, afterwards, we were able to sit down with each other and yeah, it was like, okay, that feels good. Like there's more connection. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's intentionality around this. The last thing I want to say about this is, you know, as you said earlier, you have to be intentional. You have to take action towards making connection happen. Yes. So, It's both that, yes, we are already connected. Yes. And we have to make connection happen as well. And so the intentionality around it for me has been really important as of of recent of how do I continue to do that? And it has been more in the body uh, with Mm -hmm. my own wife. It's been like, okay, Mm -hmm. right now, go over, sit next to her. Mm -hmm. That's important. And so I'm loving this because I'm doing this through the body and it's like requires very little in the comfort zone of the head center. But it opens the heart. But it does. It opens the heart. Yeah. For sure. So simple things, really simple. It's like, all right, before you go out, go over, check in physically, like be there. And then move into the head center, what's what's you know, how are you doing? what's happening? I'm gonna be heading out, I'm doing this, that kind of thing. Otherwise, we're both can be very autonomous and just kind of running in our different directions. So yeah, yeah, all three, all three. Yeah. And I think the thing
0: that distinguishes like the most intimate relationship, it is full connection, full access in all three centers.
1: because
0: mm-hmm. a lot of the relationships in our lives, we are really strong in like one or two centers. But the thing that is really powerful about the most intimate relationship in your life is it's it has all three centers yeah. present consistently yeah. in the wide variety of, of forms that can take as as opposed to the more specific varieties that some of the other relationships in your life can take. So that is a beautiful thing. So yeah, this is awesome. I love that we're doing this. I love this conversation. And so next week we will talk about once we have connection, awareness and evaluation. So yeah. to be continued. So thank you so much for listening. A lot of you saw in the newsletter last week that we are looking for panelists for our next series as part of this year on connection. And that series will be panels on the nine love languages. So if you respond to the newsletter, we will connect about that. And if you're interested in doing some work around connection with other Art of Growth listeners and would like to do the group coaching with us, You can go to our website, theartofgrowth.org. Under the coaching section, you can go to the group coaching and join the wait list. And then you'll be the first to receive an invitation when it goes live. And I've put links to both our Instagram and the group coaching page in the show notes here. And as always, reviews for the show hugely help us and the algorithms to help other people find us. So until next time, my friends. May you have the boldness to reach out in connection and make yourself vulnerable so you feel more connected and other people feel more connected to you. May you develop a deep sense of curiosity about others so you can honor where they're coming from and learn to ask great questions, to learn from them and also so they are drawn out and grow in self-awareness as part of that process. And may you find more ways to be with others others present to them, to be in their presence, and even plan something this week to lean into that a bit more. Grace and growth, my friends.